Hi, I'm Dee Hicks, and welcome to the School of Leadership, leveraged lessons from high-impact leaders. For the past 30 years, I've researched the disciplines, habits, mental models, and assumptions of the most effective leaders. This podcast takes what I've learned from over 2,000 of these influencers and distills it into practical tools and tips you can use immediately. So let's get started. Well, good afternoon. If I caught you in the afternoon, that is. It's afternoon for me. Let's see. Yes, it's about 4.15 in the afternoon right now. I think this is the first time I've actually looked at a clock all day today. It's been a really enjoyable day. This is a Saturday when I'm recording this podcast, and the weather outside in the Puget Sound area is stunningly beautiful. This is the time of year when people visit, and they look around and think this is the most amazing place on the planet. It's beautiful. There's water and mountains and thick, lush trees, and the people are friendly, and it's always a fun place to be and lots to do outside. And then they move here, and then they stick around until November, and the clouds thicken. (laughs) And the days are so short, it seems like we wake up at nine o'clock in the morning to a sunrise and go to bed at three o'clock in the afternoon to sunset and the clouds come in and they're only eight feet off the ground and they stay that way to the end of February. So so anyway, it'd be kind of fun to talk about time zones today. Let's give a little thought to uh, what time zone people are in when they're thinking and talking and planning, whenever we're engaging, when we're telling stories. That's our theme for the day. What time zone are you in? By the way, just before we get going here, mm-hmm. I've got a great cigar. Mm-hmm. This is a Davidoff cigar. It's one of their more enjoyable ones. I really like dark Maduro cigars. They tend to be a little bit more mellow, contrary to what you might think by looking at them. They're really mellow. This is a wonderful cigar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Wonderful stuff. And I'm going to add to that Buffalo Trace This is really good. It's just so fun. I like it. Oh, there we go. Oh, it's been a while since I've opened that one, so it took a little bit to get the cap off. There we go. That's about a half a shot. That's about how much I'll be sipping while we're making this podcast. Ah, good stuff. Here's to you. Hope your day is going well. Mm, mm, mm. Good stuff. So we've got a lot of friends and clients and projects and interests around the country in different time zones. And so kind of develop the discipline of always thinking about what time zone a person is in. It's it's a real pleasure of working with people who live all over the United States and getting to know them. And then I get to travel quite a bit to be around them or to check out other kind of interests that we've got. And uh, I'm always wondering what time zone it is. Sometimes I'll wake up like you do if you travel. You wake up in the hotel in the morning and wonder, okay, what city am I in and what time zone am I in? And no, that has nothing to do with the amount of Buffalo Trace that I might have consumed the night before. This is a it's kind of a it's kind of a fun way to live. I like it a lot. Although the those differences in time zone when I'm talking to somebody West Coast to East Coast or something like that can make for slight complications of calendaring, especially phone calls. And sometimes they make for the occasional uh, good morning greeting that I give to people when they're actually in the afternoon. <laughs> we get some chuckles and shuffling of papers that happen in the background. In fact, the other day I uh, I called someone who is uh, on the uh, on the East Coast and in Eastern time zone. And I, of course, am on the West Coast in the Puget Sound area in Pacific time zone. And, and I said, what's it like in the future? Caught him off guard a little bit. He said, well, you know, it's much, it's much like it was in the past, <laughs> even though the future has only separated us by three hours. 
So this is a this this reality that we talk to people in different time zones has created a pretty good discipline. We're always asking what time zone are you in, or we're always asking what time is it there, or when we're planning, you know, what time is it there. But that's only a three-hour difference. There's a there are bigger differences in time zones, especially in people's minds when they're thinking about what they want to do or, or problems that are being solved. And I, I stumbled across this idea a while back. I was speaking with a friend of mine who is the CEO of a large organization, and it's located in downtown Seattle. And he was new to the enterprise. He, he had completed a, a big round of kind of a listening tour. It's a large organization, so it took a while to do conversations with employees that who expressed all kinds of responses to various questions as he's trying to get to know the employees and the organization and the history and all of that as he was hired as a CEO from the outside. And in those conversations with employees, it's a healthcare organization, by the way, a hospital, in that conversation, um, the employees expressed, some of them did anyway, expressed some real deep frustration that was stemming from a, a longstanding parking problem. This organization is located in the urban core of downtown Seattle, and it's in a neighborhood that's fairly unsafe to walk around in after dark. The uh, night shift employees were the ones that were the most frustrated, as you can imagine. They often had to park several blocks away and then walk to work. Their complaints, of course, were founded. And those, those complaints had been brought to the previous CEO several times to see if there's something that could be done about it and now brought to my friend, the new CEO. Both of the CEOs had agreed that the problem was just a big problem and, uh, it, and they promised to address it. Uh, my new CEO friend recounted the conversations to me with those night shift employees. And then with a smile, he described the solution. It was going to be a new employee parking garage on a yet-to-be-purchased piece of property that was adjacent to the hospital. He leaned back and patted the binder containing the strategic plan and then changed the subject as if to say, check, done, next problem. It was like, let's, let's talk about something else. That's when I thought again of the idea of time zones. This CEO friend of mine was literally living in a time zone in his mind that was about two years in the future. But the night shift employees were living in a time zone we'll just call now. And because they were in different time zones, the conflict developed. Sometimes our, our conflict at work or even outside of work, arises not from a difference in our philosophies or even our values or our strategic direction. We're all in agreement with those things. But rather that conflict, and in fact, many of our conflicts can occur because in the mind of one person, it's not a problem. It's already been solved. They're in another time zone where the problem either hasn't occurred or a solution has already been put in place and it's in motion. So, okay, live with it. Like my friend, the CEO, because the parking garage plan was made, developed, financed, approved, the safety concerns of the employees, he felt, had already been addressed. And he was correct. If you fast forward two or three years, it was solved. Problem solved. But of course, not from the perspective of the night shift employees. Moreover, some people dwell in the past they literally live in a yesterday time zone. They look at today's problems through the lens of old slights, oversights, and offenses. They just can't move on. 
I was in a conversation a while ago with uh, a frustrated small group of public safety professionals, combination of dispatchers and call receivers in a 911 center. They were really frustrated about something and telling me this vibrant story about a significant problem that they were experiencing. As I listened to it, I realized I, I'm, I'm thinking this has just happened last week. So I said, when did this occur? I expected them to say Tuesday, <laughs> but I was kind of surprised when they looked down at the ground and one person reported, well, six years ago. So just as with my phone appointments from one coast to the other, I've made it a discipline to confirm early on in conversations the time zone that the other person lives in when they're telling the story. I also like to apply a few disciplines that help us get into the same time zone. Like, when do you expect that will be done? Or I offer, I would like this done by this point in time. Is that realistic? Setting deadlines is a way to make sure that you and I are in the same time zone. Without a deadline, you don't know how important that is to me on the list of priorities. And I don't know how much you've got to do. And if you're the pro doing the work, I have no idea how long it really takes to do it. So I need to trust you to tell me when I say, hey, I need that on the first, and that's six days away. You can say to me, well, I've got 18 other things you ask me to do that are also due on the first, so that's probably not possible. So setting deadlines and negotiating them up front with people you trust is a pretty helpful way to get in the same time zone. It's also helpful when in conflict, as soon as we realize what the essence of the conflict is, we can start to agree on, let's talk about the future. Let's zoom out in time and, I don't know, pick some arbitrary number six months from now. A year from now, depending on how significantly embroiled or, or intense the conflict is. Let's go out six months. What would you like it to be like in six months? What would you like your experience to be? What do you want your feelings to be? What do you want the actions and the behaviors and the solutions to look like six months from now? Let's both go out there in time. And then as we do that, then we can start to agree on what, usually, on what the future could look like. And then back up to today's time zone and see how far away from that solution we actually are. We also ask the question often, okay, okay, what's going on right now? This is especially true when someone is embroiled in a conflict that they, they just can't let go of. It's something that occurred in the past and they're just petting the fur off of it. My precious! And they can't let it go. Well, what's going on right now? That's a challenging one because uh, if we have experienced a slight or a wound from the past, we do tend to look at that person every day through those colored lenses of the past. So what's going on right now? So with this approach, we've significantly, I think, approved in my leadership team um, our ability to solve the right problem, to take advantage of the right opportunity and pay attention to those different, different time zones. It might help a little bit. Well, there you go. There's a thought for the day. There's about 12 minutes of your life. You're never going to get back. <laughs> I'm going to have another sip right here. That Buffalo Trace. Mm -mm. Great stuff. Oh, it's now 4.20 in the afternoon. So that's okay. It's 4.20. I can, I can, 4.20, let me see. No, it's 4.22. I can enjoy a bourbon at 4.22. Why? Because it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Have a great day. Mm, mm, mm. Yep. Oh, that's a good cigar. Mm. Oh, lots of smoke. The Maduro wrapper is slightly sweet. 
Yep. See ya. Thanks for joining me in today's School of Leadership. This podcast is part of the Archimedes Experiment, leveraged wisdom from the world's most effective leaders. If you're interested in more, go to my website, dhicks.com. Remember, my first name has only one E. Well, you'll find more short and helpful podcast books and blog posts. If this was helpful, maybe even share it with some of your friends. Have a great day. Thank you.